Welcome back, everybody, to Three Men and Their Babies. Three dads, three very different scenarios. I'm here, as always, with Adam and Benny. Hello, boys. Hello there. All right, mate, that is very musical. <laughs> it's very uh, yeah, chipper, I don't know. Wasn't it? It's a bit too chipper. Yeah, be, I don't know bear that... in mind, it's a Monday when we're recording this. <laughs> not, not to, like, don't... date ourselves, but that's very chipper yeah, don't give it away. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what came over me. I'm, I'm an enigma. I'm a mystery wrapped in a riddle. <laughs> Adam, you mentioned something before we came on the air, so I'll just I'll ask you straight out. How was your week? <laughs> <laughs> my my week has been lovely, apart from <laughs> on over the weekend, me and my youngest daughter. So this would have been it would have been yesterday actually on a Sunday. My youngest daughter Daisy and I went as we do every day that we're together. We went to take the dog for a walk around the nearby field where there's like a play park and there's like basketball hoops and huge fields where loads of people walk their dogs. As always, she wants to have a go on the little playground. The park itself is situated between a a more low income estate and my estate, which is slightly higher income. And as as a result, you know, being from a low income background myself, I don't mean to disparage anyone on a low income, but some <laughs> of the kids from that estate are a bit rough. Uh, or rougher than maybe my kids are used to. And on the uh, the roundabout, on the park, not on the swings for once, which was good because Daisy wanted to go on the swings, uh, were three kind of like preteen girls, probably like tweens, 11, 12 years old. And uh, I got bullied by them. <laughs> I, I sent Daisy in. It's a little fenced off playground, but because I'm a dog on me, Dogs aren't allowed in, so I stay outside with him. Otherwise, he tries to jump over the fence and gets in anyway. And as I was walking down uh, to uh, fetch the dog's ball, because I threw it for him, he didn't pick it up, uh, all three of the girls call me a pedo <laughs> as I walked past. And I did my best to ignore it <laughs> and, and just walked away, but felt very sad and had like oh. horrible flashbacks to being in secondary school when I was also bullied, bullied by uh, young teenage girls uh, back then as well. And I thought it was interesting. I wouldn't have mentioned it otherwise because you're not really gonna like go. Oh yeah, I got called a pedo this week. <laughs> but Guess it what, actually, everyone? <laughs> it ties into what we were discussing a couple of episodes ago, where if you go near a playground and you're a man, you are assumed to be a pedo. <laughs> and if, uh, either feel... that or the teenage girls just had it out for me I don't know dude teenage girls are fucking vicious they're horrible vicious. <laughs> oh my god gang of girls is way more scary to me than the gang of lads oh yeah because I <laughs> I feel as I feel even if a gang of lads will try and start something you can either go you can go one of two ways one they will start something and you get into a fight and yeah you might get your ass kicked you might not I don't know. Who's going to happen? Or then other times when this kind of thing has happened, you get into some kind of scuffle and end up laughing about it and then that's it. Nothing else. Can, you just kind of have a laugh and, oh, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, whatever. And all that kind of thing. But as a guy, what are you supposed to do in that situation? It's a gang of girls. You can't go over and punch one of them out <laughs> no, or start exactly. something because now there's <laughs> now there's people walking past watching you beat the shit out of like 10, 11 year old exactly. girls. Fuck you! And, as you're punching them in the face. And so the you worst can't thing win. is, they were all really ugly. So I wouldn't have been attracted to them anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, obviously. But no, it was That's like, what you should just, have said. Exactly. That's what you should have said. You're safe then, aren't you, you ugly cow? Yeah. <laughs> But I like, how, I like, how, I you, um, I like how you said too. as well that it's, it's naughty to beat up 10, 11 year old girls, but you've reaffirmed my status from last week by saying it's fine to beat up 10, 11 year old boys. So, you know, I've been proven <laughs> right once again. Boys need a, yeah, boys need a whooping every now and again. It's the way the world. <laughs> Joke Good people. Sarcasm. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, before we get like angry yeah, sweets you can't... sent to us. But no, couldn't yeah, yeah. win in that situation. Like, even if I'd been on my own. And it was just, or just me and the dog. Like, if I'd been on my own or was walking around a playground, then yeah, fair enough. That's a good shout. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been, mate, I would have been shouting at you there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, if it was just me and the dog, like, I still couldn't have said anything. I'd have just had to walk away or waddle away as <laughs> like a big, fat, upset, nearly 40 year old man <laughs> getting called a pedo and being bullied by teenage girls. 
It was so emasculating. It was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) You see, you're stronger than me because I immediately would have just gone straight into, all right, fine. You want to fucking go verbally? We'll fucking go. (laughs) And I'd have just been slinging shit back at him because that's that's just what I'm like. I'm not strong enough to just, I can't do the, Daniel, just walk away. No, sorry. (laughs) There's no way I'm walking away. I'd have been questioning their fucking parent age. Clearly their parents are divorced. <laughs> Clearly they're going to go home tonight and eat beige food because that's all they can afford. Yeah. Where are you going on holiday next year? Clearly fucking nowhere because you're lazy. Your parents ain't done shit in life. I would have gone the whole way. I, I couldn't help myself. I, and, and that's the thing, yeah. I'm the same as you. That's how I grew up. I grew mm-hmm. up incredibly poor, as like me and Adam both did. I would have been sort of annoyed at myself afterwards thinking, you're just slating people who grew up like you did and it's probably not even their fault that's just you know it's just something that they're going to shout at people who are near a playground and then they're going to go we call them a pedo that's fine (laughs) but to you it's no (laughs) this this is kind of crushing and soul destroying yeah i did look around the floor for like if i dropped my pedo membership card but no it it was firmly in my wallet (laughs) you're an ambler card yeah (laughs) let me just reiterate to everyone i'm not a pedo (laughs) Okay, I'm going to joke about it because it's funny, this is a comedy podcast, but I just want to make clear before someone rings children's services and they get arrested. I'm not. You need to put that on um, Adam's part of the blurb on the yeah. description. Adam yeah. is not a pedo. <laughs> oh, that's going, that's going on. Uh, Adam blurb insists for the show he's this not week. a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. Adam confirms 100% not a pedo. <laughs> Honest. But you see, now you've created a bit of an issue here now, Adam, because now you've had to thoroughly categorically deny that. <laughs> now I'm not sure. Now I'm a bit confused because I'm like, well, do you need to say that much? if you're real? Yeah. Do you really need to say that if you're definitely not a pedo? So... That's fine. I just have to keep my eye on you next time you're on my daughter, but that's okay. <laughs> Press X to doubt. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but no. Do you know what it is as well? I think I think calling someone a pedo is the 2020s or 2000s sort of tens version of us calling somebody gay back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. That's totally what it is now. It, and I think it's the go-to insult. I've, but mm-hmm. yes, that's it's a just a first really thing shout out. like worrying insult. If I'm gay, so what? But I'm yeah. like at a playground with my five-year-old daughter, <laughs> it's like, and people are shouting that out at me, and I'm just like playing with my dog. Oh, am I being? I'm surprised though because you're really you're super quick-witted. You are super quick-witted. You're the, f- and in in terms of responding to jokes or responding to something somebody said, you're the fastest person I've ever met. Oh, and I pride myself on being quick at like those quick kind of jabs and jabs like that but you are way quicker than i i oh, yeah, am and could it, ever be it all went through and i was my surprised head. you didn't just like you didn't fire something back no. immediately that would have mm. made me laugh, like you know would have made me laugh no i i just i didn't want to start it not not in front of daisy if i'd been on my own maybe it's a different matter but i had all the insults like going through my head like as you do after an argument as well like you're in the shower the next morning, you're going, should have fucking said this. It was like that, but almost instant. It's like, I really wanted to say these things to you, but I'm not. I'm just going to walk away. And like I didn't hear, I just walk away and just go, yay, Daisy, you're swinging on the swings really well. Instead, you got to take the high road sometimes instead of rising to the bullying of preteen girls. <laughs> <laughs> See Adam's walking oh, home, Benny, and he goes, Jerk store. I should have said jerk store. Yeah. <laughs> well, the jerk store called and they're running out of you. <laughs> that's too real, though. That's that's me all. That's me totally. Like, I'm not the quick wit sort. I'm the sort that goes home, stews about it, gets angry and can't sleep over it. Like, I wish I'd have said something. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And see, no, and I'm the other way. I wish I hadn't. There's many times I wish I hadn't said something. <laughs> And Sarah will tell you that as well. And it's Sarah's when we have our heart to heart sometimes. Like I've said before, there's a point that I can joke with Sarah, but then there's a point where it's too far. Whereas she can say anything and I don't care. And that'll be the same in regards to telling the truth about some things. And if I say to her, What's the one thing that you hate about me? She always says, You've always got us something to say. She says, <laughs> and she says, like, she says, it's some kind of gift. You can wind people up like I've never known anybody wind people up. Because I can't I think it's because I lived on my own with my mum for so long. And my mum is obviously a white woman. So she has that kind of, you know how white women do that kind of thing where they, it's a, it's a oh, who made the joke? It's a Patrice O'Neill joke. And he says that 
Like black women will just get in your face and shout at you, you know, bam, bam, fuck it, like that. Whereas white women will just wait a couple of days and go, well, that's because your mum's breath stinks. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> what you say then? And they just yeah. leave it. And then you just fester and fester and fester. That's the kind of thing I do. I'll just drop a little tiny comment when there's, and you, and I'm, I'm the word, and I know I'm doing it. I know I'm doing it. And I just think, just don't say this, Daniel. Just don't say this, Daniel. And then I'll say, well, you shouldn't have had a second glass of wine then, should you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking getting the death stare. But yeah. Oh, God. Well, well done, Adam, because you're a, you're a stronger man than me. Yes, Adam just fucking well laid into Thank it. you. Yeah, well done. Thank well you. done for not punching a 10 slash 11 year old girl. Yeah. And I, I well was, done I, for not being a pedo. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah, you. A big round of applause. It's taken a lot of hard work yes. and dedication to get to this point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, but, I walked away literally with my tail between my legs. <laughs> Very emasculated <laughs> from that. But thank, thank you for your support, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, tell us about this sex book. Well, as we mentioned last week, um, we were talking about the sex. And I said that my parents never <laughs> the really had the talk with me. Talking about the sex. The sex. My parents never really had the talk with me. I learned everything I learned through a book, which I have which I have on me now. It's called um, How Your Body Works by Judy Hindley and illustrated by Colin King. And I've linked it in the um, in a Discord chat discord for you chaps to look at okay it's a book that came out in 1975 although the copy i have is from 1988 because it was actually my sister's my sister has her name on the inside and it literally just it describes everything about the body just using machines so if i turn over to the baby making page it literally describes like a man's bits and a woman's bits as like trains essentially (laughs) with like a like a steam engine with a sperm tank, a piss tank, a blood tank, and then like a coil spring as a penis, and then the uh, the female version is quite the opposite. Which I just I just realised it's got a boob on it. Oh my god, that's mental. Twenty years later, it's got a uh, the the lady one has like a, a special opening with like a ovary tank which drops eggs into the cushiony lining known nice. as uterus. And that's that's how I learned the mechanics of how babies were made and i wanted to put it forward to you guys how did how did you guys were you guys given the talk and have you done it with your kids yet <laughs> oh my god that's that's very bad phrasing right. from the fact we we're just talking about peter <laughs> <laughs> damn it it was a trap and you you found it you broke my snare did i have the talk <clears throat> excuse me my parents my mom especially was very honest with me from an early age and any time I asked her a question, she just told me a straight answer. And she would preface it with the, you know, okay, this is a basic version of this. This is a simplified version of this. Obviously, there's times where things can happen that are different. But it wasn't a talk, but any time I asked her a question, she would just tell me. Mm-hmm. So I did ask her one, like, where do babies come from? And then we just did, we just had the kind of, she just told me what happened. But nobody ever sat me down and said, this is this, this is this, this is why you feel these this way or that kind of thing. With Georgia, she did ask me the question, and we've, I've done the same with Georgia, in the sense of, like we mentioned about swearing, that I don't want it to be a big surprise or something where she kind of goes, oh, that's funny. Maybe if I do this, I'll be like a bit naughty because I'm not supposed to, you know, that. <laughs> no, I'm very honest with her about sex and like baby and all that kind of thing. So she just said, where do babies come from? And I said, right, George, this is a very, very, very simplified version. But daddy's bits go inside mummy's bits and then they kind of have a kiss and they move around and then the fluid comes out of daddy's bits and goes inside mummy's bits. And then inside mummy's tummy, they basically mix together and make a baby. And she looked at me for about 10 seconds and went, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the and reaction went, you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, I said, I said, you know what, Georgia? I said, when you think about it in the cold light of day, it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Like kissing and all that kind of thing is bizarre. Especially in no this time, it's this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of a bit weird. I said, but there'll be a point where you'll meet somebody and you'll want to have a baby. And I, and this is kind of something where this is another topic for another day about how we were parented about and how we parent. I said, but you were made differently. Because you were an IVF baby. Mm-hmm. So mine and mummy's bits didn't work properly. And I said, and it's also different if it's two 
boys who want to have a child or if it's two girls who want to have a child because you need the boy bit and the girl bit to mix together. And obviously, if there's two girls, they don't have the boy bit. And if it's two boys, they don't have the girl bit. I said, so they then have to do something else. I said, but you don't need to worry about that yet because, you know, it's. and I'll tell you about that whenever it happens. But that was kind of the chat I had with Georgia. But the same with everything else. If she asks me a question, I will just tell her because I don't yeah. want her to be surprised or, you know, yeah. like I said, anyone's kind of thinking they're being cool and daring because they're going to say something to her and she'll just, I just want her to say, yeah, I know that already. I don't, I don't care kind of yeah. thing. So mm. yeah, that was Georgia's chat anyway. I think that's... How old was she when you did this? Sorry, oh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, I was just going to say this that's the was, right way to do it. How old is she now? Nine. I would say she was about seven. Oh, okay. So she was young, but she's mm. always been very curious, and she always and she does know that she can ask me anything, and I will yeah. tell her the truth. That's something that's I don't know. We've just she has a level of trust with me that she just knows she can ask me anything, and I'll tell her. Hmm, interesting. I, I assumed you'd end up just doing like the sperm dance from The Simpsons. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this was. This was all a ploy just to get that reference out. Just to get that reference in with me. <laughs> my my teachers were basically Antoine de Con. Uh, from the TV show Euro Trash <laughs> and uh, late night Channel Five movies, uh, <laughs> but no, I in all seriousness, I was never given the talk. It was just something that you just picked up along the way through <laughs> self research, really. <laughs> A robot book, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so no, I was never given the talk. But when when it comes to giving the talk, I'm very frank and honest with the kids. Because there's like nothing to hide in my point of view. There's no taboos or anything like that associated with it in my mind. Quite liberal that way. So for my two elder elder kids, they're fully aware of everything. And they were probably before they had the sex ed at primary school. I can't really remember the ages they were when they first found out. But they're of an age now where... <laughs> if it comes up in conversation or if it comes up on like a TV show they're watching and they'll ask me like Dad, what is a blowjob? And I'll just explain to them what it is and make them prepared that, you know, this is something that people do outside of normal sexual intercourse for pleasure and for fun. It's not got to the point where we're having to discuss kinks or anything like that, but again, if they ask me, I wouldn't hide that from them. Daisy, she kind of has an idea already of quite a lot of the steps. Not the nitty-gritty details, like the proper terminology, but that's been helped by a book that we read like at least once a month called uh, Where Willy Went, which is the tale of mm. a, a sperm cell called Willy and the great race that he's training for and basically just in a very nice kid-friendly way describes, you know, here's the sperm, it's got these features, it goes through the race, through the mum and dad, ends up in the egg, he wins the race, and then eventually it develops into a baby, the baby's born, and that baby has some of the features that Willie had, which I think is a great discussion because it talks about, like, hereditary traits and genetics and that kind of mm. thing. And... Daisy also, she picks stuff off off TV, like her favourite film at the moment, as I've discussed before, and we have to watch it so many bloody times, is this Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And there's a bit in it where the main character gets bitten by the spider, he develops his spider powers, and he can't control him. He's got, he's like grown really tall out of his clothes, and he's really sweaty all the time, and he's thinking, oh my god, have I hit puberty? And Daisy goes... Right, Dad, what's puberty? Like, every time we watch it, she go, what's mm-hmm. puberty? And I'll just, like, explain to her again. It's what people go through so they can get ready to start making babies. And she's like, boys don't go through puberty. And it's like, well, yeah, because <laughs> they also help make the babies. And she's like, okay, fair enough. And it's just <laughs> that level of description that go through with her. On that note, that bloody Spider-Man film, she's got bored of watching it in English. This weekend, stop watching it with French audio language on. Oh, English subtitles. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh I like God. that. That's great. She doesn't speak French, obviously. She's just like just fancied something different. And she had it with the bloody yeah, audio. Mate, as, a, as a fan on. of, as a fan of foreign cinema, yeah. that, like you must be like, yeah, yeah. I'm not bored. Why not? Let's watch it in French. Yeah, Who cares? <laughs> that's good. Yeah, a little bit. I will subject, say, but yeah, I learned about things like anal sex, blowjobs, all that kind of thing from older boys showing me porno films. 
they were just i would i was i'm not going to name names because i'm not going to drop any governments here but <laughs> i know exactly where i was when i f- saw my first porn film my cousin knows a lad and we were at his house and it's really that's really weird there were four lads sat in a room just watching a porn film <laughs> yeah and he was how old was he i think he's about three years older he was about three years older than us at the time so this is probably uh, he's probably 16 or something like that 16 17 and he had one and i was just watching and going jesus christ i didn't know that like i didn't know that could go there and oh right you can do that oh, okay right this yeah. is interesting <laughs> so yeah, I definitely learned all of that kind of stuff from from watching porn films from an older lad. Actually, here's a fault question, actually, which wasn't something I wasn't going to ask, but this just happens every single week. Move it to the top of the notepad. <laughs> yep. When did you realise you were heterosexual or at least more attracted to women? Because I'm not going to cast aspersions on either of your sexual preferences because, I, you know, I know you, but I don't know you yeah. that well. Maybe, you know, I don't know. So I was wondering, like, when you what was the first woman you saw that made me go that made you go, oh, oh, okay, I like, I like that. Uh, Who was it? Terry Hatcher as Lois Lane in the New Adventures of Superman. That's a great choice. Oh, <laughs> great choice. That that was like, oh, oh, women. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. It was like, okay, right, Superman, I'm all in. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, my very first one, again, being a nerdy kid was um, the female Restless Sunny. First uh, woman I saw, which I was like, oh wow. my gosh. Now, nowadays, I'm not so um, proud of that, seeing what she's up to nowadays, but you know. Hang on, though, I don't remember. Was Sunny, how old were you then? I'm trying to think. Well, that would be, she was around like 94, 95, wasn't she? So Actually, I'd have yeah, been, right, I'd yeah. been like seven, yeah. eight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, good point. Mine's a, mine's a classic, and she still looks amazing today. Mine was Kylie Minogue. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um first time I saw her in Neighbours, I was like, wow. Like a fine I need wine. to see Yeah, and do you know what it was? It's weird when you're a kid, isn't it? You don't you don't know what it is, but you just kept thinking, I need to see more of this person. Mm. How can I look at them yeah. more? That's all you want to do. You just wanna you just wanna look at them. Because there's no sexual urges there or anything, because it's not there yet. They're not developed, but you just part of you just thinks, I just need to look at you more. Mm. Benny, <laughs> homework. Get this question on Reddit for next week's show because okay. that's a great question. And I'll, I'll I, and I also love, I also love to hear from bisexual people or gay people. I, I love hearing mm. about like who was it, and especially for gay people, it must be so like fascinating but also terrifying at the same time because we've said like I, I yeah. can't relate to this, but and it's a weird thing like we've met, we've all mentioned it before. There's tons of blokes that we find attractive. I could name you fifty guys right now. I'm like, yeah, that guy's fucking mm-hmm. hot and awesome. Like oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Oh, that guy's gorgeous. I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh my God, another man. Oh, whatever. I'm not gay. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. I'm not going to argue with that. But I always love to know if you're like a homosexual woman or man, who was it that made you go, oh, I like this. I'm always fascinated by that. God, but yeah, I, you're right, I, Benny. Kylie. Like I have one. been thinking Sorry. about every single woman or TV personality I had a crush on. And they're basically all the same. It's all like all really? the same general kind of features. So there's Terry Hatcher, okay, that's Superman. There's Jet, the Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, I was about to bring up Jet. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you, any men listening to this are going, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yep, Jet, uh, absolutely. And out of neighbours of Billy and Anne fame, shout out to Anne. Under <laughs> she was, like, yeah, I was a big fan of yeah. Anne back in the day. Yeah, and it's it's like. Those three, okay. Then Sandra Bullock, okay. She was my my film one, and it, and it's basically all of those kind of brunettes, kind of almost flat hair, very like prominent teeth to a degree, or like smiles yes. a lot. Mm. I, for some reason, dental hygiene does it for me. <laughs> <laughs> that then evolved kind of into very, like Billy very... Piper, and it was like, okay, Billy yeah, Piper. Yeah. I think the only deviation like high level girl next is like girl next door type. Yes. But like the high level of girl next door type yeah. kind of thing. But the, the only deviation... Oh, no. Kelly. Is it Kelly from Saved by the Bell? Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, Kelly Kapowski. Also yeah. aged like a fine wine. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, the only deviation was Sarah Michelle Gellar. She was blonde. There we go. That's... Well, you're going to have an, out- you're gonna have an outlier, yeah, aren't exactly. you? Exactly. But the... You uh... see, I'm, I'm the other way, yeah. and you guys all know this. I don't have a type at all. Mm. At all. I I don't know why that is, and I've I've 
I'm very curious about attraction and I, I end up, I love talking to people about attraction because the other, oh God, God, this is last year now, actually, Jesus Christ, before COVID, Sarah had one of her friends around and she's got a daughter who's 17. Hmm. So I was, we were all talking about attraction and I would say a name to the three girls and one of them would say, oh yeah, he's gorgeous. The other one would go, hey, he's all right. And the other one would go, oh God, he's minging. <laughs> like, that's so fascinating. How is that possible? That you can all have that different opinion of the same man. I don't understand it. I just couldn't, I couldn't get my head around how, and I still can't get my head around that. I think guys are a lot more liberal with their, I mean, most men are like, yeah, she's great. That's fine by me. You know, I'm not really that fussy. And sorry, going back to my point, I often wondered if my attraction to so many women and even, even my girlfriends, I had a girlfriend who was Chinese. I had a girlfriend who was half Bermudan. I have a, my wife is white. I had a girlfriend who was half Indian. I had a girlfriend who was athletic with blonde hair. I had a girlfriend who was curvy with brown hair. Mm-hmm. Like There was never any, oh, it has to look like this. And I wondered, is that from me being an only child and needing to feel loved? So I was just kind of like, <laughs> come on, come all, please, somebody come, come and love me type thing. I don't know. No, no, it mustn't be because I'm—I was only child as well, um, and I, I think guess. my my avenue into that was just well, my mum's blonde, so I don't want to be with a blonde woman. I want to be with a brunette, and I've grown out of that since, obviously. But as a kid, it's like right, what's the opposite to my mum and <laughs> also attractive? That that was my route into it. <laughs> All right, this was something I definitely want to mention to Adam. And Benny, you're going to have to prepare for this, okay? okay. So a little story about something that happened between me and Georgia this week. Me and Georgia are at the point where, God, I know for a fact I am cursing myself by saying this out loud and and it's gonna and willing it into existence. I just know it. But my daughter is incredibly, incredibly well-behaved. Mm-hmm. She is an amazing child. And me and my wife have worked very... It's not just luck. It is down to hard work and mm-hmm. treating your kids right and doing the right thing and making sure they know boundaries and all that kind of thing. And we're at the point now where I only have to look at her a certain way and she will burst into tears because she knows she fucked up. And it happened this week. Ooh. And we're, we're messing about. She likes, like she runs across the room and dives at me and I have to like catch her because like, she's fucking like nine years old. So, like, it's, it's like a fucking cruise missile launching into her at this point. <laughs> she fucking weighs a ton like compared to when she was like two and when she was three. And I said, George, that's enough now. Like, you know, I'm fucking knackered. You're too big to do this. And she was like, oh my God. And she swung her arm out behind her and hit me. And I was like, and she did it. She did do it aggressively. Not in a, oh, you like, you know, hit me. She did it aggressively because she was annoyed. And she turned around and I just, I just gave her like the death dad stare. And she immediately, immediately burst into tears. (laughs) And it got me thinking that, I mean, there are parents out there who were like, oh my God, like, you know, they'll just yell and shout, like in the street and stuff, they'll just scream and yell at their kids, they'll put them on the naughty step, that's it, no things for you, blah, none of this kind of thing. And I just thought, I wonder how, in that situation, what other people would do if they've, if their daughter just swung a hand, and that, but that's, you know, what, what, what would they do? But that's all I needed to do, was to just give her the death stare. And I wondered if, Adam, if you had the dad death stare, and then Benny, you need to get a dad death stare. Like, start practicing. Start practicing. And you know when you're driving in the van and stuff on a long journey, like, like the first drops, like twenty minutes away. Just start practicing. Mean mugging your mirror and like, getting your dead stare perfected. I I never needed one with the older two kids because that we we raise them a particular way that resulted in them kind of being kind of a. I hate to say a bit more strict with them but it was strict about certain things that resulted in them kind of behaving very well, and we've never needed to do that. When when they do get naughty or kind of a bit beyond control, usually all it takes is me going, guys, to calm them down. So that way I don't even have to look at them. I can be in another room, <laughs> like folding laundry, and I can hear them all like, oh, and I go, guys! And they go, oh, okay. But with Daisy, she can be a little shit sometimes, <laughs> and she is a sassy little girl. She is. From the time that I met her, yeah, she yeah. she won't listen to what I say sometimes at all, and giving a, a look won't even like matter to her because she'll just like go off and do her own thing. She has hit me. She's lost her temper a few times where she's hit me, and has apologised afterwards, and we've talked about it afterwards. 
But with her, I I I think I'm a bit more lax with her. I don't know if it's because she's a youngest child and a different mum, so she has been raised a bit differently. But she she doesn't act up too badly with me, but instead of a dad stare or a dad shout, I now do a dad count with her. So I'll give her a few seconds for her to realise, okay, I need to behave. So she does little things like where, like I'll try and get a dress and she'll go, nope, and run and hide behind her door. And instead of getting her up, chasing and dragging her out, I'll just start counting down from five. And she'll go, but no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. As she comes out from behind the door and walks towards me. And we've only ever gotten to zero once, and that just resulted in me literally just picking her up and moving her to wherever it was I was trying to move her, and her yeah, having a bit good. of a paddy. But sometimes when she gets really, like, cross, I'll just go, okay, and just hug her. And she go, no, get off me, get off me. And I go, it's all right, it's all right. And she just, like, immediately just calms down. Yeah, so it's it's a combination of counting and cuddles with her instead of just yelling guys to get the others to shut counting, up. <laughs> counting down from five is the most unbelievable invention in parenting ever. <laughs> so good. What do they think is going to happen yeah. at zero? <laughs> and it's it works on every mm-hmm. single yeah. child. It worked on me. It works on Georgia. So it works on Daisy. <laughs> it'll work on Benny's kid. It works on every kid. Exactly. Five. No, <laughs> no. Four. Oh my God. Three. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going to happen when I get to zero? I'd love to know what she thinks is going to happen, but I can't ask her. Because if I say to Georgia, what is going to happen when I get to zero? Yeah. She might say, I don't know. And, I, and then I have to say, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, then she, and then the power's gone. I have to say, I do. And that's insane. I love counting down to, to an indeterminable, yeah. predetermined, unknown fate it's, of such terror such terror yeah. that just chaos ensues oh it's the best especially as you start counting based on like the length of the numbers you're saying like you go three <laughs> <laughs> just exude a more murderous aura with yeah. every uh, every number yeah with every word with every number yeah oh it's the best <laughs> like it, that though works now on my elder kids like Sophie was upstairs and her mum had come to pick her up and I'm like, oh Sophie, go and get your stuff and she was dawdling and I was at the bottom of the stairs just in front of her mum and I just go right, gonna count, five four, she's like, no, don't count <laughs> just like thudding downstairs like nearly falling down the stairs <laughs> like, no, come back I was about to say, why you sound like the Thunderbirds announcer when you say five as just you're going to say Thunderbirds ago at the end yeah, and that's, that's just going to be no, the end no one's it. ever got there the Thunderbirds are like just <laughs> waiting they're really poised fucking come on there's a like futuristic coach dangling <laughs> off a cliff we need to go you need to start counting down like Wayne's World <laughs> five four three and then yeah, as you start swing doing your finger that's fingers. it it's the death <laughs> the swing of the finger means it's the death why didn't you say two? Say two. <laughs> say two, why? why <laughs> but yeah, I, I usually get the, don't count. I don't want you to count. That's not an option from Daisy. <laughs> like, I'm still counting. Five. Yeah, all right. So here's something I wanted to talk about. Okay. And I know this is going to be something that, as I mentioned before, I know, Benny, you grew up in, again, not lavish lifestyle, but mm. kind of better than me and Adam did. Oh, definitely. And we're all at the point now where, we're at least comfortable in life. And I know I've mentioned this before, uh, and this is something I wanted to kind of get into more so. We went, me and George went to Sainsbury's this week, and we, we saw the, the food donation bank thing was a bit light. So I said to Georgia, I said, look, why don't we just spend 20 quid and why don't we just fill it up? Because I have like a weird guilt, the fact that I can now afford to do nice things. And I know mm. there are kids out there who can't afford to do nice things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if like, I don't know if you get the same Adam or if you feel that way Benny but and we've mentioned before like you don't want your kids to grow up like you did the point is your kids grow up and have a better life than you had yeah. that's the point that's what you're meant to do is to that's help that's the goal yeah. yeah that's the goal I don't want like you know we talked about I don't want George having to sit with a fucking towel around her in the toilet because <laughs> it's freezing or she's having a piss or a shit or whatever but I don't yeah. know if you especially Adam if you if you get that because I do all the time it's like a working class fucking hero guilt, and I just wanted to—I don't know—I just wanted to pick your brains about it and how you, how you felt about See, it. I'm going to come across this really bad, but no, I don't feel that guilt because 
I think I can't help my background. That That's just what I was born into. And I can't help the situation my mum was in. That's just the situation she was in. And, yeah, we knew hardships. We'd, like, queued up for the EEC, as it was back then, like, surplus stewed steak tins and butter and things like that from and other handouts. And my mum had a very strong work ethic and worked as much as possible. And that that rubbed off on me. And despite all that, I, I'm now where I am, which is, you know, in relation to when I was a kid, I'd be amazed at, you know, the type of house I live in and my access to things and, you know, the, the bit of extra money that I get to, like, spend on whatever food I want and stuff like that. So I don't feel guilty for being where I am because where I've come from, I, I've worked to get here. And that is an option for some people. Not everyone, obviously. Not everyone's as lucky as I was to have my mum and her work ethic and, you know, all the help she gave me and the sacrifice that she made so I can get where I am. And she's done what I'm doing with my kids, which is making sure that, you know, they end up in a more secure situation and better situation than I was as a kid and going forward can progress even further. So don't feel guilty. I feel quite privileged to have been there and now not to be there because I know what it is and that gives me the drive to kind of keep going and make sure I don't slip back in that might be the wrong ways to that that level of income or poverty. It makes me want to help people because I know that even though we didn't accept a huge amount of help, some people do need that. And I, I myself, I regularly like donate to the food, food, whatever they're called. I can't think of the word. The food drive. Food bank? Yeah, the food banks. That's it. Sorry. And I regularly <laughs> donate to them, uh, like through the local church or through the collection points they have in the supermarkets. Uh, but I also have to recognize, you know, I'm a single dad. Uh, I'm going through a divorce. I've got a house mm. to sell, and and I don't have that much luxury income now or additional income. I do have to think about my kids, and not necessarily keeping them in the lifestyle they used to, but making sure that I've got a buffer to cover emergencies and things like that, and so that they do have a healthy diet and they do have access to like some extracurricular activities if possible when we get out of the virus. So. It's less guilt and it's more kind of drive. Well, like, not having a child has, like, not really, like, uh, inspired me to donate towards children's charity. I donate towards charities, but things that I only, like, donate to things that are, like, real, like, personal to me. Like, you know, we've, I think all three of us have had issues with mental health and know mm. people who have, so I'm very vociferous towards them and also international, like, um, like tragedies, but no, I, I, it's never been anything that I've really had to think about. But you know, go again. It might just be because of my so-called privileged background that I had. Uh, but yeah, going forward, you know, it might be something that I feel like to do. I've always been like a proponent of paying it forward, as I, I think is the saying. Where like, hmm. you know, you, I, I, I do it at work all the time. Like, you, someone's on after you, you try to make their life as easy as possible and that's all i try to do like i yeah it's never been something that i've really had to worry about like i don't want to sound like fuck those kids but it's not something <laughs> yeah it's not something a... i've ever had to deal with you know what i mean yeah you you've not had a kid yet so that that kind of impacts you less mm -hmm. I, I mean you may find once once your daughter's born that you can not get through certain adverts on the TV without being like a sobbing mess, and that you end up like <laughs> so true. just bursting into tears at the end of Disney films and stuff like that because that emotional side of you just does come out, especially like when yeah, it, it links to kids and family relationships mm. with their parents or with their dad, especially. End of Jingle All the Way. When he realizes his dad is Turbo Man, man, tears every time. Because you wish your dad was Turbo Man. Yeah. 
Dude, I cannot watch a single episode of DIY SOS with Nick Knowles. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Floods of tears. I'm always in floods of tears. I'm like, why am I watching this? It's so beautiful. I can't, yeah. you know, especially <laughs> when it's like a disabled kid. Or I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. I cannot do it. Just floods of tears. It, yeah, it's mad, Benny. You know, this, this whole other compartment in your brain suddenly gets discovered that's never mm. been there before. Yeah. And all of a sudden, your kid's making you a fucking painting at six months old that looks like literally just a hand on a piece of paper. You're like, oh my God, look at it. Like, oh my God. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you just you fucking become a blubbering mess. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. The, the ribbon cutting on that portion of my brain is in three months. Get hype. Yeah. It's not long. The little man, the little man's currently searching through the jungle in your brain looking for the lost treasure <laughs> of happiness and <laughs> beautiful, beautiful children's and yeah. thoughts and things like that. And when he finds it, mate, that's it. Forget it. It's over. Yeah. It's over. But when he finds it, when he takes that, that treasure off its dais, it activates ancient mechanism. Old ropes and pulleys and stone cogs start spinning, and your testicles retract slightly. Your voice goes up a few octaves. Your testosterone levels lower, and you do just turn into like, "Oh my god, my baby's walking! It's so beautiful!" <laughs> and things like that. And it takes a long while for that to go away. It's going to be funny seeing him transition, isn't it, Adam? Because oh, we've gone through it, so we I know, know what it's like. It's going to be great watching Benny go through it. It's going to be so funny for us. Oh. Especially on here as well, listening to his stories. And boys, oh, I couldn't believe it. And like, <laughs> she spat the peas out, and they were all over the plate. And I was just in tears. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. And, and the worst thing is, Benny, you'll be like that for everyone else's kids as well. When I yeah. heard that you, were, you and uh, Blossom were pregnant, I was crying. I was like, oh my god, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But oh, god, not a bad thing to be in touch with your emotions whatsoever in that regard. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, no, it's great. Especially it's great. especially to reflect that to your kids and show them that emotional honesty and openness. It's exactly what you should do. You know do. what's you know what's mad? This didn't occur to me until I had a kid. Which is something you're going to hear, you're going to realise a lot, Ben. You know, like when someone's in love, they say, oh my God, all the songs on the radio finally mm-hmm. make sense. It's the same thing with having a kid. Suddenly things, oh yeah, like yeah, that's why people always talk about their kids. Because yeah, that's all they've got to talk yeah. about kind of thing for the first <laughs> yeah. like, two and a half years. But I was watching this documentary with Jeffrey Dahmer, famous cannibal. You know, check him out if you want to, <laughs> if you've not heard the name before. But he was being, before he got murdered in jail, he's been in, he's, there was an interview with him and his dad. They were sat next to each other, side by side, not like through any kind of glass or anything. You know, they were just sat next to each other, side by side, being interviewed. And the interviewer was saying to Jeffrey Dahmer's dad, What do you, like, how do you feel? Because he'd murdered like 17 men and eaten half of them. And there was heads in his fridge and he had like a, a, like penis trophies and all kinds of insane shit that you just wouldn't believe. And he just said, He's still my son. Mm. He said, I know that sounds crazy to people. And then at the end, the interviewer says to his dad, he says, oh, is there anything you want to say to Jeffrey? He says, oh, you know, I love you, son. I love you. And he says, Jeffrey, anything you want to say to your dad? He's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm really sorry, dad. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what happened, how it happened. He said, I'm just sorry. And they gave each other a massive hug. Before I, I saw this interview before I'd had a kid. And I was screaming at the TV going, you fucking nuts. He's a cannibal. Yeah. Are you fucking insane? <laughs> He's a serial killer. He killed loads of people. Are you crazy? Why are you hugging him? He might try and bite your ear off. What the fuck? Are you mad? And then I had a kid and watched it again. And I was just like, oh yeah, I get it. I really get it. Yeah. He spent that entire time raising that child. He cared for that child. He raised him until the age of 20. And at 20, he goes off the rails. But you cannot get out of your brain all those times you spent reading to them, playing mm-hmm. with them, singing stories, like washing them in the bath when they're like a year old, teaching them to ride a bike, teaching them their first words, teaching them to ra- everything you go through with your kid. And they get to a point where they, fo- if they go just completely off the rails and do something terrible, how do you then just forget all of that mm, yeah. and just ignore all of those memories? Exactly. And I wanna, I, I, I wish I could say... Christ, fucking here we go. I'm willing to listen to existence. If anything terrible happened that Georgia did something to somebody, I want to say, oh yeah, well, I tell her to fuck off and never talk to me again because it's horrific what she did and that's terrible and I'd never talk to her ever again. But part of me just goes, but I probably wouldn't. That's my little girl. Mm. 
Exactly. And it's awful. It's horrible. The whole adage of Doc Cotton from EastEnders is very true. You might have a Nick <laughs> Cotton as a son, but you will love them regardless. No matter how much they come and steal money from your purse, you will love them. Until they die <laughs> in a canal or whatever actually happened to them. I don't know. I don't watch EastEnders. <laughs> Georgia, I know you killed 17 people, but I still love you. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely... I, yeah, I, I, that would be me. I'd be like, oh, I still love you, princess. <laughs> I'm sorry, daddy. I'm like, oh, no. I know you are. I don't know what happened. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, give, give her a big hug. Meanwhile, people are just hurling abuse at me in the streets. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Your daughter's a witch. She's a murderer. She's horrible. Like, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew she was, was a killer when she hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was a killer when she was shouting pedo at men yeah. on the <laughs> <laughs> Look out for one of those kids, Adam. Keep it because you never know exactly. in the future. Well, that, that's why I don't want to like make myself even more someone. of a target. <laughs> in case they come yeah, back. Exactly. Don't follow me home. <laughs> With a knife or a shiv. <laughs> My headcanon is that they're the daughters of the girls that used to bully you at school. Just carrying on the bloodline. I think they have. They've made the special trip to come all the way over the other side of the country during a lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Just to bully me even more. No, it's fine. They've been monitoring I, your movements for the I'm past year. I'm friends on Facebook with all of my old bullies, so it's fine. We're all friends ah. now. <laughs> Man, I don't talk to anybody from I don't talk to anybody from school. Oh, I don't at talk all. to them. I talk to <laughs> Oh Feb. I'm not even friends with them why are you friends with them on Facebook? Why? So I can show off that I'm doing really good. Without, so I'm better like, than them. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't so, know. I can, so I can lord my success and my go, children all over them. Yeah, they send yeah. a request and I just go, yeah, right, whatever. But I don't even use Facebook other than to like post memes to the local, like, you live in Lincoln group. <laughs> <laughs> like the current hot debate fr- like, at the moment in the Lincoln group oh, is 50% of people like to call the cathedral Kathy, and the other 50%, who are all old boomers, hate it being called Kathy because it's disrespectful to a building. And those are the same people who recently got really angry because they RAF removed a plaque next to a statue of uh, Guy Gibson's dog. I don't know if it's Guy Gibson. The Bomber. Guy who had a very famously named dog called N- <laughs> and so oh my they God. said Christ. actually that's not appropriate in this day and age so let's just remove the sign it doesn't change history but it does mean we don't have a big sign that says N- on our campus on our RAF Jesus camp Christ. and the boomers came out in their hundreds <laughs> commenting on Facebook groups and local newspaper sites saying it was disrespectful but apparently calling a building cafe is that level of disrespect as well <laughs> so they equate cafe as more offensive than so there we go and by the way I'm not meaning to cause offence by saying that word, but that was the name of the dog. So you can't change. I'm history. still going to. In- go. I'm. I'm still going to include a bleep. Yeah. In there because- <laughs> I because, can't believe it yeah. took us eight episodes to get to a hard R. <laughs> that was. It was spelt with a hard oh, no. R. It's the name of the dog, and I sound like one of those boomers now defending it. But yeah, it was. I can't hard, wait for the um, N word for the dog. <laughs> I can't wait for the uh, the. Kathy versus Auntie Kathy West Side Story click battle walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the sharks and the jets. Yeah. What would it be? I don't know what it would be. It'd have to be like a LinkedIn version. Yeah. Adam, what would it be? Not the sharks and the jets. It'd be the boomers, the boomers and, the, and, what, the millennials and or something. The millennials, the maybe. Yeah, the boomers and the Kathys. Yeah. <laughs> the boomers and the Kathys. But yeah, the, apparently, apparently people get very upset over that to the point where if you mention the the name Kathy, people will hurl abuse at you and like send you horrible messages through Facebook Messenger, as I found out. And it's ridiculous. But that that's the type of thing that's going on in Lincoln at the moment with nothing else happening because no one's allowed out or to do anything. Idle hands makes for the devil's yeah. work. And an idle an idle brain makes for stupid people. <laughs> Well, even more stupid than normal. Benny, are you friends with anybody you had, like, any kind of beef with or anything on Facebook? To be honest with you, like, going back to school, I was one of those kids who got on with everyone. Like, I wasn't super popular. Like, no one, like, 
flocked around me and worshipped me, but <laughs> no one, like, especially, like, surprising being the fat kid, like, no one, like, was mean to me. Everyone just, like, everyone was like, oh, all right, Benny. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, everyone just kind of, like, I don't know if respect's the word, but they just, like, well, I don't know, I guess they they didn't care enough to <laughs> like me one way or the other. See, luckily, Benny, you were just the guy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't understand that, Adam, at all. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. No, I'm not accepting your friend request. Fuck off. Well, no, it's, it's, again. it's just... Because you're a better man than me, that's why. Yeah, because you don't hold a grudge, and I do. Beyond like, that now, and <laughs> like that crazy. is just what yeah. kids do to each other. You know, I, I'm not proud of it, but I probably bullied a, a few kids at my schools because shit goes downhill, unfortunately, and I was kind of on the midpoint. <laughs> it, it's just one of those things, you know, made my peace with that, and I've, you know apologised for it, but it's just, I don't hold any grudges for that, because it happened like, so many years ago <laughs> where I can't even remember half of it, so there we go So you, so because you, you're a better man you're a good man, that's yeah. why Yeah, <laughs> that's it, I'm desperate for friends that's all it is <laughs> When I grow up, I want oh, to be yeah. like Adam oh. <laughs> nice. Yeah, when I grow up as well I want to be like Adam <laughs> oh, Alright then, dear. baby names, Adam and okay. advice, jingle please it's time for the usual section at the end of the show. The one where we talk about baby names or bad advice. What do you want? Lovely. I try, I try to put a bit I like how you got um, Kelly from Stereophonics that. to sing the, uh, the jingle this week. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> or or even somebody good. Oh, right, I'm leaving. <laughs> Make your own advice. <laughs> Go on, Betty. Which one we have in first? Names, please. Okay. So, New South Wales, Australia, a few years ago, because I don't have uh, an exact date. A lady called Claire Smith wrote to a popular Australian daily magazine to give the story of her beautiful daughter's name. Not been able to come up with a name herself and had uh, discussed it with her husband who went away to think about it and came back, you know what? And I'm not doing the Australian accent. <laughs> you, you know do what, it. mate? Do it, you coward. <laughs> I could do it, but I won't. You know what? That, that's the Australian accent. Uh, <laughs> he said, you know what, Sheila? I think <laughs> the name Lenezra is a beautiful name for our baby daughter. When she's born, she can have a unique name, romantic sound... It sounds soft. It sounds comforting. I, I think we go with that. And she thought, you know what? Lenezra. That's actually quite nice. Lenezra Smith. Boring surname. Quite unusual first name. Makes him a bit more memorable. Yeah, we'll go for that. Couple of years later, she's reminiscing with him over the uh, the the name choice. And she's saying, well, so where did you get Lenezra's name from? And I said, well, you know, I like sports. And she went, yeah. You know my favourite football team, like not American uh, football or Australian rules football, but proper football. Yeah, your your favourite team's uh, Arsenal, isn't it? So yeah, and Lenezra backwards is Arsenal, <laughs> and he'd gotten away <laughs> for two years with naming his daughter after his favourite football team. <laughs> oh, that's genius! It's genius, but oh my god, that is horrible! What a horrible thing to find out. It is bad. That yeah. you're, gonna, you're tricking your... I, I mean, I would assume you're tricking the woman you love because you want to have that name. That's a bit of a jerk store move. I also applaud the geniusness of it. I'm, I'm now desperately trying to think of what my football team's back, like name backwards would be. So mine, if I'd gone for it, would be Ardnixella Erwick. Which is Creole Alexandra backwards. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. that that one wouldn't roll off the tongue as well. I don't know what your guys weird, would though, be. Is, what's weird though is when you said Lenezra, I was like, well, that's a pretty cool yeah. name. Yeah. Like, I actually like that name as well. <laughs> and as long as you don't tell anybody, you could yeah. if you're the girl, you could get away with it. Yeah, I think I don't think people would notice that much. Like writing to a daily magazine to explain to the world, because obviously it's ended up on our in podcast. A, in the mirror. Your husband was a shit and named your daughter, your poor daughter, Lenezra <laughs> well, Smith. Well, that's fair, yeah. Fair point, yeah. fair point. Lenezra yeah. Tottenham Hotspur Spurs Smith. After 
Lenezra Burke Camp Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that that was your name for the month for the for Thank the you. week. Now we're coming back forward in time from like the 1500s or whatever it was that we we did for last uh, week's advice, and we're now in the 60s, 1962 to be specific, uh, in America again because they're just full of wacky advice for babies in America. Uh, a gent called Dr. Walter Sackett wrote a book called Bringing Up Babies, A Family Doctor's Practical Approach to Child Care. And there's a section in there about weaning. So this is the process of taking your kid off milk and introducing solid food. Quite a gradual process. General advice is that that starts at least when they're several months old. So like four or five months and beyond. Hmm. But Dr. Walter Sackett disagreed. He visited different communities in America to see how they approached this subject. And he acknowledged a custom called mummins, which was oh. practiced in Alabama and Mississippi. Now, I'm going to ask you two to have a guess as to what mummins is. I'm really concerned about this, I'll be honest. It does not sound good. It sounds like something and that I've... you and Sarah would say to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be right. Ah, oh, mummins. All right. I'm going to guess it's got something to... It just sounds like it's got something to do with boobs. I'm yeah. sorry. But that's what squirt, it sounds like. And the breast it sounds milk like... into a shot glass and then doing it out of that. Yeah, or it's like as you're feeding the baby with the breast, slipping a pi- piece of pineapple or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Just yeah, balancing solid guess. food on a nip. Okay. Uh, you, you're both yeah. pretty far from the mark, unfortunately. It's the process of pre-mastication. Mastication. Just <laughs> Basically, it's what birds do to feed their young. They chew the Uh, food, and then they regurgitate uh, it for their babies. And the process didn't involve regurgitation, thankfully. But basically, to wean your babies, you chew the food and spit it into their mouth for them to swallow, when it's basically a puree. He didn't necessarily recommend uh, pre-mastication, but he did say it's perfectly fine to do as an early and healthy practice of weaning your kids, and could be done when they're two or three days old. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. So apparently it's fine for you to chew your chicken and mushroom pot noodle while your baby's at the breast, <laughs> chew it up, slip in that soy sauce, make it all mushy, and then just spit it into your baby's open mouth at two days old, then to get that nice right. noodly hit. This is the worst thing we've ever said. <laughs> and we used a racial slur on this show. And this is easily. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Whatever happened to just mashing it with a fork? You know what I mean? Like, Doesn't what? get it. We can't just mash enough. food with a fork. Unless you're spitting into oh. the bowl, like hocking up loogies <laughs> into the bowl at the same time. Get it nice and phlegmy <laughs> and frothy. It's still the work. Oh my God. <laughs> but <laughs> the thing is, this guy went even further and he says, if you don't practice this, or recommend this practice, it's not right. He says, I suspect that those authorities who claim that muscles for swallowing solid food are not properly developed until four months of age have made this idea up in their own minds and have never actually tried feeding solids to a newborn. (laughs) He's just like, yeah, you're saying you're not wanting to do it because you've never tried it. Which, unfortunately, is how I've ended up in a few uh, predicaments in the past. (laughs) Well, yeah, me too. When's this book from again, did you say? The 1960s, so it's not like, ah. you know... And that's what I mean. I'd like, it's not been like 500 years of not knowing what the hell's going on, and then somebody works out one day, oh, we have to feed the kids. Yeah, exactly. No, we've known this for like hundreds of years, how to feed children. And then this guy comes on, oh, he's just trying to make a name for himself. I don't like it. I don't like this guy. He scares me. Okay, well, unfortunately, next week's tip is from him as well. So we'll, <laughs> we'll be revisiting some advice have a- from Dr. Sackett. I shall have a cushion prepared to hide behind when you start reading his advice. (laughs) Just think you're only a few degrees of separation away from someone who has been (laughs) mumminsed. I guarantee you, I guarantee you at some point I'm going to use that 
as a phrase to Sarah. I say, God, he's he fuck, you know he's been mummins, don't you? Like, what do you mean? Be, it'll just and then it'll catch on. I tell you can what, catch fucking it on. Boris Johnson, he's a perfect candidate for somebody who's been mummins. Oh, you fucking he's know a proper mummins. He's been mummins by a nanny. That's the worst thing. Not even by his own yeah, mum. Totally. <laughs> He's been nanny mummins. Yeah. That's even worse. <laughs> nanny mummins oh, sounds God. like something off Ben and nanny Holly. Mummins. To be fair, bring in the wet mummins. <laughs> the wet mummins. Oh God! Bring in the mummins, nurse. That's so bleak. My mouth is ever so parched. <laughs> I can barely chew this cherry bake well. It's just dust in my oh. mouth. Bring in the mummins. <laughs> oh, we pre-made this mummins oh. last night. We've we've warmed it up in the microwave, sir. We've all contributed. The thing so you, is, you make a room, and then you make a bechamel, and then you add in a bit of mummins. So there you go, mummins sauce. Mummins. Good evening, miss. Am I okay to go home for the evening? Not yet, Elizabeth. Can you please go and spit into that bowl over there seven or eight times, please? We need to mummins the bowl up. Yes, miss. Okay. Oh. Get us wow. out of here, Daniel. I feel like we've already reached a line on this show and either people are going to be with us now and be like, yeah, this is a show for me, or they're like, no, that's it. I am never listening to this ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Mummins is it. If you've decided to never listen to this show ever again, all we ask is you leave a five-star review with the word <laughs> Mummins and then we'll know that, that you've left. That's all we ask for. We need we need these metrics just so we know never to go to this Mummins point. The, the, uh, the... Can you please leave us leave us an electronic mummins in the way of a five star <laughs> review, please? Can you e mummins me, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me! Christ, right? Well, I'm going to end the show there before we go any further because I don't know what to say. <laughs> there we go. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> bye bye, and I'm sorry. Baby update next week. Get hype, mummins. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs>